0: Welcome to Ayodele Speaks. I'm Ayodele Harrison, husband, father of two, uh, senior partner of education with Community Bill Ventures, over 20 years teaching, leading in public, private, international schools. And so, you know, I'm just recording this uh, now. I'm not on my, my normal morning walk, but just something I've been noticing that, I don't know if it's this climate or whatever's happening with dialogue. Why is it that people when two people are having a conversation and they are in disagreement, it has to be explicitly stated that you're a good person, but I disagree with you, right? Like there's this idea of I have to state I have to state that you are good, but maybe your ideas, your values, I don't necessarily agree with, but it's important for me to tell you that you're a good person. Case in point, so I was um, uh, listening and trying to get up to speed on this name, image, and likeness uh, bill or policy that was passed by the NCAA, where now athletes are able to um, In college are able to monetize their name, image and, and likeness, which is, you know, um, a really, really good thing that's happening. And so Jay Billis, who is a longtime um, sports analyst, he's uh, I found out he's a lawyer. He's he also played basketball at Duke. And, you know, he's he's a notable analyst and a respectable guy to, um really his his, his opinion in basketball, specifically college basketball and, and brought more broadly in college sports is very well respected. And he was talking about, he was giving his opinion about, um, what he thought of the name image and likeness work. And he kept saying like, I really like the people who are arguing against this, but I don't, I think it's, Asinine, that's not a word to use, but ludicrous what they're asking. But every time he was trying to comment on how he was going against the system, he had to preface that by saying, I like the people who are against the policy or against the new code, whatever you might be. And I was just like, why do we say that? Why do we have to say, like, you know, it's nothing against you, but I don't like your why can't i'm just I'm just trying to understand that um a little bit better on you know i've I've also worked with 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 um with uh, early career teachers and they will have um some uh, disagreements or not like certain things that their mentor teacher someone who's there to guide them to help them grow their ability does and they have to say well that's a good person but I don't like when this and this and this is happening, and I know that they're being you know very respectful, but I always just wonder, like, why do you feel the need to have to, have to say that they're a good person, but you just don't like what they're doing? Why can't we just say what they're doing? And so um, I don't know if I have this language correct, but it's this idea that, because I disagree with you, if it might be misunderstood that you think I don't like you. Let me say that again. If I disagree with you or don't like something that you're doing, I directly connect that to or I am i don't want people to connect that to. I don't like you as a person. And so I think in this climate is this this inability to separate actions from actors. It's this inability to separate action from actors. That. We can disagree with the way someone is acting, but still like them as a person or keep them separate. Like, I know, like, when we're dealing with children, it's not like I hate you, or I, like it's really saying I strongly dislike the behaviors that you're exhibiting right now. But there's this. I don't know. It's, it's always it's always weird to hear people say that. And it's like, if you disagree with them, disagree with them. And in a professional space, it's OK. It doesn't mean that you hate them. And I don't know if that's people being very nervous about folks being fragile, fragile or, you know, or if I disagree with you, I don't want you to to, to think I'm being unprofessional and I don't like you. There There's this culture of wanting to be liked. And there's that when we're doing this work to center racial equity, to bring about social justice, we're not going to be liked and we're going to disagree with some people. That doesn't mean we don't like them. Some people might bring them together, but I guess it's trying to be clear that, you know, might put them together. But it's trying to be clear, like, I can disagree with you, but that has no bearing on you as a person. You can still be a good person and have crap values depending on how you classify it. You can be someone who is you know, uh, anti-abortion and that's, you stand, that's your principles, your values, that's what you believe, you're one of your beliefs but you can still be a good person. And so if I'm someone who's pro-choice, I can still tell you that I don't like your stance. I disagree with it. I can battle with it. We'll argue with it. But it doesn't mean I don't like you as a person. It doesn't mean that you're not a good person. It's just you've taken a certain stance. And so one of the things with community based ventures, like when we when we talk about um, uh, assumptions, right, in our brave space building, brave space building framework. Assumptions is the fourth thing that we cover. Um, and one of the assumptions that we use, and I, and I kind of butcher this, I'm going to try my best, is that it's beliefs, values, ideas can be trash, but not people. And so by stating that, I know that sounds pretty harsh. Beliefs, values, ideas can be trash, but not people. What it's allowing us to say is it's allowing us to be able to disagree with each other and disagree to our core, but still be respectful in how we treat each other, and how each other be, and having this dialogue. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm. There are policies and procedures that are are out there, practices, beliefs, values that are anti-black, right? And from there, I mean, I could make a value judgment of of whether I like you or not. But if I disagree with you, I shouldn't have. I. I should be able to do that without it, without it being a hit on your, without having to give the disclaimer that you're a good person. There's so much. I don't know if the word is coddling. There's so much nurturing. There's so much wanting to be, and it's going back to my point. There's so much wanting to be liked that we have a hard time disagreeing with people, or or standing fir- or not standing firm, uh, knowing that when we disagree, we can actually still someone can still be a, we can, someone can have trash values and still be a good person in theory. So anyway, so I'm, I'm just, just working through that and just, you know, sharing that. But I I just thought that was really interesting. And it, it especially comes up when there are people that you really do like, or you want to show respect to, but you wholeheartedly disagree with them. People that you, you, you like, you maybe value their friendship, but you wholeheartedly disagree with them. And so when we get into an argument of disagreeing with somebody, we have to qualify by that by saying, I like you, you're a good person, but I disagree with you. Why do we have to do that? Why can't we just disagree and not feel like our friendship is necessarily always jeopardized or your quality as a person is any less? I think that that's just that's just happening now, you know, and I I think that's what happens, you know. So anyway, so I was just thinking about that. I'm kind of walking in circles here, so I'm going to end this. But I just wanted to share like that's what I'm thinking about. And if anybody has any further thoughts or if there's a paper or article or something, I can read about it to help solidify my idea of like what, what this is, our need to make people feel good, even when we're disagreeing with them. What's that all about? I'm Ayodelli, this is another episode of Aya Speaks. Until next time, peace.